Close your mouth when you're talking to me. Hey, that's my line. Can't take my line, man. Hey, what's this one? What's this episode? What is this episode? What, what is an episode? I mean, like, really? What? What is an episode? Are you asking that for real? Microsoft error reporting. Microsoft error. I haven't got one of those since 2004. <laughs> you know? Um, I'll pretend like I know. Hey. And we're back. It's Baby Station. It's the only podcast where, where we... Okay, just do the intro for me, I guess. Nope. <laughs> oh. Well, oh. I just accidentally played it again. I really don't want to listen to it again. What? Why not? Dude? No, I really... <laughs> Because they just heard it. Who who's they in this situation? The listener. What's a listener? I I will slaughter you. Okay. What is a listener? Answer I my will, question. I will take you like to the slaughter deep house down. And I will <laughs> deep down I, what is a listener? At the very core, like what does it mean to listen? Right. Right. Because you could have it playing, but you're not listening. Very true. And we're back. It's Baby Station. It's the only podcast where Juliana wastes my dang time by playing the intro three times. Shut it off. Shut it off. Wait, what does it mean to shut something off? <laughs> what does it mean to rip your brain out through your nostrils? Is that how you're feeling right now? That's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling on a scale of zero to Juliana while Bobby's on the podcast. <laughs> I'm as angry as you while Bobby's on the podcast. Um, okay, you can go ahead now. All right. Well, I'm just going to skip your intro. Juliana usually says some stuff about the podcast and how we like it and how <laughs> we firmly believe there's humor to be found in everything. Whoa, well, actually, That's come motto. on. Don't skip that. Hey, screw you, man. You, you're, you know, you're, you ran over your own time. What there. if this is the you first? You used your own time. What if this is the first podcast someone is listening I'll to? I'll do the most succinct intro we've ever done. For those of you who are new to Baby Station, thank you for tuning in. What we do is we read articles that are interesting, but we don't tell the other person, so it's kind of improvised. Check us out, babystation.io. That's our website. And let's get right into things. I've got a fun one today. Uh, my, my friend Chris posted Are we going to start his, with this? Absolutely. No. Absolutely. My friend. No, let's start with an article. No, let's start with this. Let's roll. We. Why do you not want to start with this? I'm saying no today a lot. Why do you not want to start with Listen, this? It's a new me. I'm going to say no. No. I'm going to say no to your no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> All right. We got a good one today. Uh, my friend Chris posted no. on tw- <laughs> My friend Chris posted on Twitter <laughs> what is wrong with you? Today? I don't know. Dude, something's gotten into you. No. <laughs> you know, it does work for anything. That response works for literally anything. No. <laughs> okay. You done? You got it out of your system? No. You want okay. <laughs> Why don't you say a couple more to get it out of your system? No. Okay, I'm gonna ask you some questions. Are you hungry? No. You sad? No. You cold? <laughs> no. Okay. You happy? No. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can unpack that later. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is not funny at all. I don't know why I'm doing this. We're probably going to cut this out. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> all right, I got an article. Okay. 
Oh, you know what, CNN? I know I'm using an ad blocker. You think I care? You kind of sound like Jerry Seinfeld. I know I'm using an ad blocker. I know I'm using an ad blocker. You think I care, CNN? That's a bad Seinfeld. I can't do Seinfeld. I can do Seinfeld. I can do a Seinfeld. Okay, I do it. You think it's funny <laughs> to do this? Huh? You think it's funny to do CNN? It's not the fun. I think we're thinking of two different Seinfelds. Dude, Jerry Seinfeld sounds just like that. Let me show you. No, no, wait, wait. Look, up, look up a Jerry Seinfeld bit. And, I'm and looking up that. Jerry Seinfeld interview. Okay, okay. With Larry King. <laughs> this is how he sounds. This is how Jerry Seinfeld. I'll do it again. <laughs> do it again. I'm a Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I go... I have a show called Seinfeld. It's a, a name after me. It's named after my name. Okay, I'm going to read a sentence that Seinfeld has said, and you read it in that voice. Sure. <laughs> so anyway, I'm thrilled back, thrilled to be back here in New York. So anyways, <laughs> I'm thrilled to be back here in New York. I love how certain things about New York never change. They're always constant. They're always there for you. I l- like how New York in... <laughs> New York it is a constant. <laughs> I like how it never never the change. I, it's how it's for you. The cabbies and the BO. What is with the BO in these guys? How long are these shifts? You uh, taxi. <laughs> and, uh, you you compacted the whole three sentences down to the word taxi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taxi. Hey, buddy. Can't we get through this? Can't we get this man a 10 minute break for a shower? Mm. <laughs> yeah, clean, clean, clean. That is probably the most compelling Seinfeld. Yeah, listen, it sounds exactly like done. him here. Here's what he sounds like. What can I tell you? Speaking of classy guys, yeah. Jerry, what's happening to you here? You're on the cover of GQ. You know, it's amazing. When it's you're... your incredible fashion. See, it sounds just like this. It's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> you, you sound like your Nana. My Nana? Yeah, that's what you sound like. Maybe. Maybe not. I've heard you use that exact voice for your Nana. It's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's my article from CNN, who hates that I use an ad blocker. A man took over an airport monitor to play video games until officials told him, game over. <laughs> Okay, that one made me laugh. Yeah. Most airport travelers with time on their hands will open a book, browse their phone, or take a nap. Others will take things a level further. A man traveling through Oregon's uh, Portland International Airport on Thursday was caught playing a video game on one of the airport's video monitors. Um, I couldn't believe it. You got all these monitors there and he's playing a video game, said Stefan Dietz, who captured the moment and tweeted it. The gamer even appeared to be talking on a headset to other players. (laughs) Um, The monitor typically displays a map of the airport. So instead of a map of the airport, it's the guy playing video games. And that assists travelers with the locations of restaurants and bathrooms. But at 4.30 in the morning, it was instead overtaken by the man in his PlayStation 4. (laughs) <laughs> According to the airport spokeswoman, Kama Simmons, the game he appeared to be playing after plugging into the monitor outlet was, what do you think? Take a guess. Super Smash Brothers. Now, it's a PlayStation 4. Were you paying attention? Yeah. Fortnite. Apex Legends. So close enough. Um. So, this is really funny. Like, 
people are trying to get to their their thing and they're just watching this guy like <laughs> chirping out little little guys on he's the, basically streaming but he's just playing for an airport i know yeah <laughs> uh the airport so they approached the man and said hey you gotta unplug that from the monitor <laughs> and uh they received the answer they weren't quite expecting this is what he said he uh he said can i just finish this game (laughs) (laughs) look i'm in the middle of a game right now just let me finish it and the airport official said no so it was game over for the passenger who complied he was like all right so if you were in the middle of this game it's a high pressure game 100 people in the game you're trying to be the one person left standing yeah the cops came over and they're like hey shut it down would you have the audacity to be like hey yo yo just let me finish this game I don't think I would have the the audacity to say that. But it depends on the context too. Also, from a security perspective, what what kind of monitors where are these monitors placed where you can just walk up and unplug them? Right. I mean like that's just security one oh one. You don't put the monitors at, you know, hand level. And even if you do, you you don't put the cables and stuff immediately accessible. How is this guy able to plug in his own PS4? That's I mean, pretty dangerous, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. Like, like, somebody could just, like, put a display thing on there that's like, everyone evacuate the airport right now. You right. Know what I'm exactly. exactly like, yeah. Somebody could really take advantage of that. Yeah, that's really poor design. That's a security flaw. Yeah. yeah I mean, you got to... At the same time, you could... Yeah. Yeah, I actually have nothing to say. Yeah. Most of the time I have reactions or comments or things that I think are funny but really aren't. But I have no I have nothing to say about that. So we want to talk about it instead. You want to talk about salad? Yeah. Okay. Salad pisses me off. Why, dude? Because it's like people took some freaking leaves and put that in a bowl and were like, oh, listen, by the way, here's some sauce to put on top because we know that this tastes horrible. Yeah, but it's not bad. But here's the thing is salad without dressing is disgusting. I have a close friend. I will not name their name that eats salad without dressing. That's nasty. It's so yeah, nice. It's just like eating grass. That's it's, like that's like me kneeling down on the ground and just like putting my face on yeah, some grass. I'm basically a cow yeah, at, that at that point, point just eating salad. And it's funny that like you can put different dressings on the same salad and now it's a different salad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got the same leaves. I mean, where else is that true in society? I can't put a different set of wheels on my car and now it's a new car. Yeah, but let me think about that one. I, you know, I can put a new brain in your head and you're a new person. A- am I? Am I though? That's a, wait. Is that a thing? Like, if I brain transplanted you, <laughs> if I brain transplanted you right now, would you would you have that that person's memory? I think I th- well, nobody really knows like what consciousness is, but I think I think people are pretty confident that it's something in the brain. So yeah, I think I would just be a new person if I got a brain transplant. Would you like like you wouldn't remember anything? Like you, but would you think? That you are the person that you got the brain from is the question. Oh, yeah. I think I think I would 100% think I'm the person. Is that scientific. scientifically proven? N- well, no one's ever done it. Really? No one's ever done a brain transplant? No, because it's so complicated. Um, you, can't, you can't do a brain. Don't look this up. I know about this. Don't do a brain. I don't trust you. Okay. Brain transplants are not a thing, by the way, because the brain is like fused to the spinal cord. You cannot just rip out the brain and put in a different brain. You have to completely 
transplant the entire head. Yeah. You can't transplant the brain. At least not right now you can't. Yeah, it says, you know, you're right. Um, there is a guy who I, I don't, this was a while ago, but he was going to be the first guy to be a head transplant because he had some sort of like critical genetic disease. Maybe it wasn't genetic, but he had some rare disease where like his body was basically dying. And he was like, listen, I'm going to die in six months. How about, how about you put me on a new body? Yeah. How about you try to put me on a new body? Wow. And worst case scenario, I die and I was going to die anyway. So did it work? So I don't remember because this was a while ago and I don't know what happened, but I do remember that like it's it's still a crazy risky procedure because no one has done it before. I think the process basically involves like freezing the guy's body like as cold as it can possibly get to basically like freeze everything in place and then you literally cut off the head and then you have to fuse the old or like the recipient spine to the new spine. And then you have to basically destroy the new body with um, antibiotics. Otherwise, the new body will see the implanted head as like a assailant. Kind of like how there's a chance that your body rejects a transplant, like oh, a liver yeah. transplant. If it rejects the head transplant, that would then be your really... head just pops off. Um, <laughs> I think you just die. Man, that's a really scary thing to think about. Right. I don't well, that's, know why. that's why people don't do head transplants. There's never been a successful head transplant, so literally nobody knows what would happen. Like I'm sure I'm sure neuroscientists have like really good theories. What, dude? Yeah. So like you could literally just be like, Hey, I want a new body. <laughs> and then you just wake up with a new body. In a world where head transplants are are common and well done. Yes. Oh, this is interesting. So I just looked this up. Man set to undergo world's first head transplant. This is in April of 2019. Backs out after finding love and becoming a dad. What? (laughs) I like that your reaction. Dude, who cares? I want to know if you can get a new body. Forget that. So this guy, it looks like he's a Russian guy and he had a muscle wasting condition called... uh, Is this Valerie's... Yes. He had Werdenig-Hoffman disease, which destroys muscles and nerves in the brain and spinal cord. So he felt like he had no other option outside of watching his body lose its ability for movement. Um, And he signed up in 2015 to participate in the world's first head transplant. Um, And it was scheduled for 2017, but the doctor had to push the date back while he continued his preparations. Um, What's the doctor's name? doctor's name is sergio canavero italian surgeon um he literally looks like frankenstein yeah he does um that's crazy and in 2017 he got married and they have a five-month-old son no way yeah i mean but isn't he gonna die i think so but i guess he's he like doesn't want to risk his family like losing him faster than he's going to i don't think his condition is going to kill him it's just going to like waste away his muscles so he won't be able to move much well wow i think he's in a chair right now unfortunately yeah well this guy i'm still can't get over the way that this surgeon looks because he is exactly what you would think of about somebody doing a brain transplant it's a bald dude very old and skinny and kind of fit 
he has like a very pointy chin and and circular John Lennon glasses. Yeah. It looks exactly like who you would think of. And apparently, so a Chinese doctor claimed to have successfully transplanted the head of a corpse onto a cadaver in 2017, which I'm not sure is anything to write home about. Yeah, you literally just put a dead thing on another dead thing. Yeah, exactly. Like You jerk. What, why would you brag nice. about that? Yeah, good one, Frankenstein. Th- <laughs> it was an 18-hour operation. Yeah, nice. Okay. <laughs> I just I just sewed together a shoelace and a... And a and a and a freaking wad of paper. Nice, nice yeah. for no reason. I yeah, took, it's a big, t- big accomplishment. Buddy. I took two destroyed cars and welded their frames together <laughs> in an unrecognizable clump. Yeah. And I'm calling that my new car. It's literally, why would you do that? That makes no sense. I think there's pro- there's got to be something about like the the fusing of the the spine and in the head and the body that you have to do it in a really precise way because the spine has all right. the nerves and stuff. So I'm sure he was like demonstrating some technique that was really difficult. Okay, this is <laughs> this is crazy though. Um, Dr. Hunt, I can't pronounce his last name, the president-elect of the American Association for Neurological Surgeons, he said in 2015, he's talking about a head transplant. I would not wish this on anyone. I would not allow anyone to do it to me as there are a lot of things worse than death. I'm sorry, the head transplant's worse than death? He's saying there are a lot of things worse than death. And he's, I think he's implying that should the surgery go wrong or partially succeed, then you would be in a scenario worse than death. Like this guy would not want to have his head on a new body. And like, that I, would yeah, like, like I think because like n- nobody knows what would happen. Yeah, you might go crazy. You might be conscious, but like unable to control your body. <laughs> like imagine waking up. <laughs> This is this is way too scary for me. Yeah, this really bothers so me. So imagine, imagine that like the the <laughs> new went. head connects to the body in enough capacity that you're alive, yeah, but not enough capacity for you to control your just, muscles. You just have propeller arms and legs. And you're just, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like cut out everyone, dude. You'd be unstoppable. <laughs> Man on rampage with propeller arms. Yeah, dude, that could very well happen. Um, there actually are stories of people who like have been in comas and they've woken up from the coma but can't control their body. It's called locked in syndrome. Where they they're oh, man. they're awake and fully conscious, but they cannot tell anybody that they're awake and so they just lay there for like months. That is terrifying. Yeah. This is getting really scary. So I'll, let's just make it funny dude what, what what else would happen if somebody woke up out of a, out of a long sleep with a new body they're like i'm so sorry this is a fate worse than death you're completely fine but randomly throughout the day at least one time you're gonna stick your tongue out and just go <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it you're just at, at the worst possible time you're doing a eulogy at, at a funeral <laughs> and carol was was very kind and she was very generous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're um, you're interning at, at at a hospital of all places. Yeah, and the surgeon goes, "I'm gonna need complete silence for this part of the operation." Everyone in the room, shut up! And there's a beat of dead silence, and he like inserts the knife, and you just go. <laughs> this is this i mean that's a that's a very plausible story where this guy what's his name uh, spirandov mm-hmm. uh 
gets surgery that gives him a new body and then he has a passion for surgeons and he becomes yeah. a surgeon himself but he can't control his tongue <laughs> that's a good we should write a screenplay for that oh yeah it's a it's a surgeon or a, a successful transplant recipient who wants to give back yeah he becomes a surgeon but he has one crippling weakness and it's his bong bong and it's also his propeller arms <laughs> <laughs> we don't mention that to like three quarters of the way into the book. It's like, he's like, can, can you pass me the uh, scalpel? <laughs> just time it. Just time it right. <laughs> um, that was uh, a good conversation. Yeah, dude. I d- that's kind of scary. Honestly, I I haven't felt scared about a lot of things recently. Just because I think like at our in our age we get desensitized especially like people like millennials like we like you know just by the the internet i think we we are so like into the internet that we get desensitized by things but that is something that is that i can't i can't fathom like putting your head on a different body just irks me that irks me so much it is i think part of it too is there are so many solutions out there. Like there are very few problems in our society that don't have a solution. Like right. anything that goes wrong for you pretty much. Yeah, that's true. There maybe you don't have access to the solution, but it exists. You know? Yeah, but still, man, but it's like, like that's that's some crazy levels. Like, imagine you were like, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna die. Cut my head off, put it on a different body. I'll see. And then you wake up and you don't know what's going to happen with your body. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's wild. That's crazy. To me. I Imagine waking up and then you have to you have to die as your new body rejects yourself. We're getting into the dark territory here. Yeah. We uh, uh, let me let me twist that around. What if you wake up and you can't control your farts? <laughs> not funny man there are a lot of people with crohn's disease who can't control their farts all right i got an article here all right go ahead (laughs) this article is very short very straightforward guy in florida loads car with frozen iguanas they warm up come back to life cause car accident that's it (laughs) so with the abnormally cold temperatures in florida iguanas have been freezing and falling out of trees so a man who lives in florida had quite the surprise recently and um this is an excerpt from another interview um and here's here's what it is so this guy who lives in florida was originally from central america and in central america iguana is a delicacy they're actually farmed for food so this guy was driving and he was like whoa i'm getting really lucky there's just a bunch of iguanas laying on the road here frozen um frozen so, food man sell them right so he he picked up a lot of these iguanas that were appeared dead and they had turned gray and they weren't moving so he put them in his vehicle like he was stocking up for big barbecue and then when he, he got it in his car again and warmed up the car the iguanas came back to life and they were like ah! And like crawling all over yeah him. and all of a sudden they started getting up and running around the car and he oh got God. in an accident <laughs> this can't be real it's real there's no it's, way it's part of an npr article it's that is real. hilarious i know isn't that wild so is that is that like a thing for like reptiles 
Well, reptiles are cold-blooded, so that makes sense. So, like, if... Does that just... Isn't that just, like, a term? No, so, like, warm-blooded, it means, like, we generate our own heat internally. Yeah. Cold-blooded is, like, they are reliant on external heat to stay warm. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what it is. So, that's why, like, you have the incubators for your reptilian pets, like the heat lamps and right, stuff. Right, right, right. Whereas we can, like just bundle up put on some worn stuff and our body generates heat yeah so how does that mean that they stay alive then that part i'm not too sure about but i'm guessing that like they get really cold and they like freeze up and i'm sure they would die if they stayed out there right but this guy caught them at the right time yeah he got really unlucky (laughs) he warmed them back (laughs) up you think when he was driving and he saw that the iguana started twitching he was like oh man <laughs> like wait how does how did that happen because they couldn't have just like sprung back to life no, very quickly right they had to have just like slowly started moving and then they got so then what's up. his problem he should have seen right well we don't know the context here he might have just chucked them in the back seat and then they crawled to the front seat and he's like oh man <laughs> like imagine if 30 iguanas like started swarming you <laughs> i'd be like oh jeez <laughs> yeah like that would cause an accident for any driver no not me i'm a good driver (laughs) i think this brings up the classic driving test the 30 iguana test (laughs) back in driver's ed it's the the last day of driver's ed they go all right you've done everything you've done parallel parking you've done your highway hours your night driving hours just one last thing you got to do the 30 iguana test Get in the car. They take a bucket. They throw 30 iguanas in the car at the same time. Drive. Drive to the cones. Go. 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 And you're like. Ah! And there's just 30 iguanas running all over your body, munching on you, nipping you, clawing yeah. you. Turning different colors. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Honestly, I would do it. That'd be dope. You that's could- a good fear factor. Fear factor. Oh, I forgot about Fear Factor. Wasn't Joe Rogan like the host yeah, of that? Yeah, dude. Fear Factor was a good show. Like, I didn't watch it that much. I just remember one time I walked downstairs, my oldest sister was watching Fear Factor and it was just like, Joe Rogan was just like, eat these worms. Yeah. Eat these worms. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want it. And they're just shoving these massive worms into their mouth. It was disgusting. Okay. I have a couple things about that show. <laughs> I used to watch that show religiously. It used to be on, on, on demand. Yeah. And... um. Like me and my sister would watch it. And my favorite thing is Joe Rogan. Because, I mean, the show is about demeaning people. You know, it just is. It, deep yeah. down, it's it's like, how much will you do for money? Exactly. That's 100% what it and, is. And I love when he goes, they like chug down this like blended like tarantula <laughs> and, and like cockroaches. And <laughs> and then they, they finish the drink. And then he goes, show me, show me. And they like open up their mouth and show their tongue. And they're like, ah. <laughs> and he's like all right you're good you swallowed it all and that's just that's just the cherry on top like you have to make them throw out their tongue and show you their full mouth but you know before you know that they swallowed it all yeah but they they did some things on that show that i don't think they would be able to do today oh probably not like they would like throw somebody in like a pit of rats <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. No, I know you're not kidding. It's just funny to think about. And Joe Rogan was a good host of that show because he just is kind of like a little bit of a jerk, you oh, know? Just a little bit. He's And, and he, he would kind like... Kind of like the host of Survivor. Yeah. Just a little bit of a jerk. But but the thing is, is with, with Fear Factor, he would make you feel bad if you didn't do it. He'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, you will do it. <laughs> like, But not, not like blatantly like I just did it, but he would be like, he would like, you know... M- 
in in the most psychological ways make you feel like you weren't doing it well enough that's so funny he's a good host of the, I, I need to rewatch fear factor yeah that's good i also think th- there's everybody has a price for anything right you know like it or not like i like <laughs> i think a good conversation question is like you know imagine a guy walks up to you with a stick of butter how much money does he have to offer you on the spot for you to eat the whole thing yeah for me it's probably like probably somewhere between 50 and 100 bucks yeah i would say the same i, yeah. I was gonna say 20 but a whole stick of butter would probably yeah. make me feel really i initially disgusting. thought of 20 as well but then i was like i don't know 20 is not really worth it for me yeah you're right but 50 50 i would think about it if he pulled out a hundred dollar I, I would do it in a heartbeat yeah wait i don't know a full stick of butter that's a lot and that it is so much butter but a hundred bucks i mean well here's the deal could i could i say hey can i throw some salt on this it's salted butter oh then yeah easy yeah that's easy i'd do it for 50 if it's salted unsalted i'd, I'd have to think about it for 100 <laughs> just because there's no taste and you know it's just like yeah. the texture is like uh yeah i do think that initially we would both be like oh that's fine i'm gonna knock this out of the park and then even with salted butter you would be like after at halfway through you'd be like oh gosh i don't know if i can yeah a little butter's good yeah but, and i think that might be that might kill you eating all um, that butter at once because think about think about when you pour butter out and it's melted yeah it becomes solid again yeah you got to think that that happens in your body that it would just mm. like coat your i don't i don't think that's how the digestive system works listen i know what i'm talking about okay i don't believe you well so the but you know you your would stomach, die your I, stomach, i'm a doctor i do think that it's probably a health risk but your stomach is full of acid so yeah. it's not like it's not like it's just sitting melted, half melted in your stomach. Like there's acid and enzymes like eating away at it. Okay. I'll do an improv scene. <laughs> okay. I'm the stomach acid and you're the, you're the stick of butter coming into okay, the body. Okay. 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 Oh, here I come. Whoa. What's that? Whoa. Whoa. What is this? Oh, what's up, man? Uh, my name's, um, my name's William Butter. Oh, my name's, uh, <laughs> Zach Acid. <laughs> Hey, how'd you know? Oh, look at my name tag. It's a Zach Acid. It's just a name tag floating in the pool of stomach acid. <laughs> yeah, crazy that it hasn't dissolved yet. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's an interesting point. But um, <laughs> I really, I really am oh, not. Ah, oh man, you're hurting me. Oh, why? Yeah, we... I mean, this is my oh. job. This is my job. Oh, oh the pain. Yeah. It's unbearable. Listen, just. Oh man, this is a really hefty thing. This, this is where stomach acid's monologue comes in. <laughs> this is a really hefty piece of butter. I never knew that, that butter could make me feel this way. You don't know the name of the song. I I'm know starting you to feel a little sluggish. Um, starting to feel a little disconnected. There's something about this butter. Oh, God. something about this butter that that makes me look and reflect in the mirror okay you know what <laughs> i looked up sad song and then this came up that was a bad scene let's be honest yeah not our best okay next up next scene i'm the butter you're the stomach acid <laughs> okay here we go what's up guys hey hold it right there whoa whoa oh 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 oh, oh. 
How do you have a gun if your stomach acid? Hold it right there. Shut up. Uh, oh, uh, uh. I'm going to eat you. Yum. Good scene. Good scene, man. Right, let's do it one more time. Sure. Would you want to be stomach acid or butter? <laughs> I'll be I'll be both stomach acid and butter. <laughs> okay. 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 Actually, you be both stomach acid and butter. <laughs> Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Okay. Here I come, guy. Hey, watch out! I'm I'm stomach acid. I'll eat you. Here I here I come. Hold it right there. Why does stomach acid need a gun? Okay, because he kills everything. <laughs> stomach acid uh, just eats through everything. Doesn't have to shoot it. How else does it kill it? <sighs> Really pushing it here. How else is stomach acid gonna kill anything? Listen, I'm I'm pulling up Pandora. All right, whatever I've got song it. I've com- got it. whatever I- song comes up first, we're gonna do a scene about. I'll be butter. You'll be stomach acid. Okay, okay. Whatever okay. scene comes up, whatever song comes up on Pandora sets the scene. Okay, sounds good. Okay, ready? Here we go. Oh, not that. Sorry. You said the first song that comes on. Okay, here we go. Hey, is this a new stomach acid bar? Intruder located. Launching nuclear warhead. Wait, where's this music coming from? Yum. Great job fitting the music. Yeah, to here, the I'll scene. do another one. Let's fit the music to the scene. Same same song? Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Different song. Next song. Oh, next song. We'll Skip. see what happens. All right, you're butter. I'm the stomach acid. I love you. Intruder located. Launching nuclear warhead. Force. Wait, what? <laughs> You just spit all over me. <laughs> I like how Butter goes, wait, what? <laughs> oh. Oh. Well. Hey, don't say it. I say it. You know what? You get to do the intro. I get to do the outro. Well, okay. you you also do the intro most. Shut up. This is my show. Okay. This is my show. Listen, it's always been my show. Huh? <laughs> It's always been my this show. Is your, this is your Jebediah moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can just go and... All right. Let me get this up real quick. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. Well, I think it's about that time. I'd like to thank the Ant for our cover art, the Center for Social Impact for letting us use their space. If you want to send in your articles, we're now taking listener submissions, so send them in to babystationsubs at gmail.com. That's babystationsubs at gmail.com. Hey, why don't you try and follow us on Twitter at babystationpod? You can support us on Patreon. Check out our website. It's at babystation.io. That's babystation.io. Uh, big, th- uh, big thanks to our corporate sponsors, uh, the German restaurant, Hör auf Sublun. Uh, uh, and thank you to you, our listeners, Hooli. 